On October 9th, I attended the Half Alive concert at St. Andrew's Hall in Detroit. Sure Sure was the opening act, but I wasn't sure sure what to expect. Fortunately, I was hooked from the first guitar riff. After the concert, I jammed to their music for a couple of weeks and was able to speak to two of the members, Kevin Farzad and Charlie Glick, on the phone when they returned to their home in L.A. after the tour. I'm Taylor Holterman in the studio for WDBM Impact, and I'm with Sure Sure. First, would you guys like to introduce yourselves and your roles in the band? Sure. I'm Kevin, and I play drums. I'm Charlie, and I play guitar and sing. So to start off, I'd like to kind of go back to the start of the band. I believe you guys began producing music back in 2014. Is that right? That's correct. So how did Sure Sure start out? This is Charlie here. Uh, So I had met Chris in college, and we'd been at that point we'd been playing for four or five years already. We moved. We started Sure Sure because we broke up our college band, and then wanted to start a band with this guy we had heard of named Kevin Farzad on the drums. So we ended up, we were kind of like, we were living in San Francisco and Kevin was in LA. Yeah, I was was visiting them a lot. We had this like long distance relationship. It was pretty fun, honestly. Yeah, and Kevin would come up and we'd record and (laughs) somehow we had access to Sean Parker's studio, the Napster guy. Yeah. We had like free access to this dope studio and we like ate all this like, so many lunches on his behalf. Yeah, so many lunches and plenty of... I had a lot of San Pellegrino, like, lemon. So good. Those are so good. And and a lot of beer, too, when, yeah. it, when it hit 5 o'clock. It's great. <laughs> Thank you, Sean Parker. But anyway, so... But then we moved, We ended up wanting to leave San Francisco, and we met... Around that time, we also met Mike, who is our producer, and uh, he plays bass, too. And then we, like, all just... We were like, let's leave San Francisco, and we moved into Mike's house. We had a home studio in LA, and then that's when we started making music. The four of us. We were like, "Oh, the four of us together, we could do it ourselves. Like we could record in our house and put music online." And we didn't. It was like a became a self-contained machine known as Sure Sure. So, what was the moment for you guys when you thought, "Like, wow, we could really do this"? It that moment happens more than once. You it requires a bunch of little moments of, "Oh, wow, we can do this." For me. This is Kevin. There was that moment where we recorded the first time together and it was of a good enough quality that I was like, oh, wow, we can do this. And then again, when we like put some music out in like, what is it, 2015 or something mm-hmm. on Spotify? And it, it got on a front page playlist called Fresh Finds and, and it gave us an audience and I was like, oh, wow, we can do this. And then again, we were like offered a tour by Hippocampus to open for them. I was like, oh, wow, we can do this. So honestly, those things need to happen like a handful of times, in my opinion. Consistent, oh, well, we can do this to keep you going. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Sure, sure is a very unique name to me. How did you guys decide on that name? Uh, (laughs) One day we'll make up a really good story for this question because we have a very boring answer. Bruce Springsteen gave it to us. <laughs> wow. I really, I really got Kevin. Really that. <laughs> it was actually Prince. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Prince. Prince. Yeah, Prince. he heard our music. He's like, sure, sure. R.I.P. Prince. No disrespect to Prince. Yeah, I love Prince. Big, big influence. The greatest. I mean, honestly, yeah, big influence. Uh, we used to be, the actual story is we used to be, have it. Actually, when we first started, we had, we were called, sure, or not, we weren't called Sure Sure. We were called Junior. 
And then that band Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. I think they're from Michigan, aren't they? They're yeah. Out there. Yeah. So. They changed their name to Junior Jr. And we we're like, can't live under that. Yeah, we don't want to live under that. So then we changed our name to Sure Sure after like six months of deliberating. Six months of deliberation, we couldn't think of any name, and we we're like, well, that that one, and we were pointing to Sure Sure. Like we're like that. Everyone likes that one at least enough. I think it's pretty catchy. I like it. We all love it now. Now it's like, oh, great decision. Yeah. Good job. Along with a unique name, you have a very unique sound, and you produce your own music, right? Yep. So can you walk me through a little bit of that process and how you guys developed your sound? Mm, A lot of tinkering. Yeah, a lot of tinkering, a lot of of twiddling. Yeah. A lot of... um, Knob turning. Knob turning, a lot of strumming. (laughs) A lot of uh, of listening. A lot of listening. (laughs) A lot lot of of putting a microphone there and then saying nope. A lot of uh, putting... A lot, a lot of putting a microphone in a different place and then being like, all right. Nice. <laughs> it, it, I don't know. It depends on the song, though. Like, sometimes it's all, I guess in the beginning, I don't know. It's it's always a mix of, like, stuff we, like, started making in a computer. Yeah. And then also stuff we came up together live. Like, and it's still like that. Like, even just this morning, I was just in my room and I, like, took this, like, techno, like a house beat and then slowed it down, like, hella. And then I put like this Moog bass on it, yeah. and then I and then Kevin came into the room, and I was like, "Hey, check this out!" <laughs> and so like that might be a song. Yeah, it probably will be. I want to work on it. So it just depends. It's always always different. I look it's, forward to hearing yeah. that song. Yeah, yeah it's really weird. It's, it's uh-huh. so it's weird, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna screw around with it. It's mean. It's mean. Yeah, I called the project mean. <laughs> it sounds really mean. <laughs> you produce your music in your house, right? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, the whole house is converted to a studio, basically. I mean, we have, like, Mike's room is, Mike's bedroom is the main studio, like, where the there's a big mixing desk with all this yeah. outboard gear mm-hmm. and a computer. And then, but then we all also have, like, mini, like, mini studios in the rest of our room. So it's just a big factory. That's really cool. Yeah. How would you describe your music for someone who has never heard? Stadium jazz. There you go. How about, like, happy? Uh, I don't know. This doesn't even really make sense anymore. It used to be, like, you know, when we were first starting out, we were more like happy yeah, radiohead. But lately, we're more, like, soul-influenced. Kind of, beat, like, Beatles-y and the economy of our song structures, I think. We try to be, at least. It's yeah. hard. But, it's um, hard. They had a good economy. They had a good economy, yeah. yeah. If someone could only listen to one of your songs to get the grasp of the band, <laughs> what song would you recommend them listen to? Oh, man. Impossible question. Good question. One school of thought would say, listen to Warm Animal. Yeah. Another school of thought would say, why don't you go on back and listen to Saudad? Oh, wow. You say go go, go on back, listen to New Biome. Yeah, New Biome. Honestly, yeah, maybe New Biome is the prototype. Even Okinawa. I mean, Okinawa (laughs) could be the prototype. Well, a little bit of an easier question. Your mm-hmm. album, What's It Like, dropped this year. Can you talk to me a little bit about the album and, like, the creative process? Yeah, I mean, that, so that record, we recorded it. Like, so last year was our fir- the first year we ever toured. And I think we went on three tours, and we also had to move in the summer. So it actually wasn't that much time to record. So that, that record is, like, basically all the songs we made in between touring. So it's an interesting record because it's kind of, like, Inf- definitely influenced by playing in front of crowds more 
but yeah. and it's also more soul influenced than I think our our previous album was. Yeah, I don't know. It was honestly kind of a difficult yeah. creative process because we never had like a big swath of time <laughs> to like dive into making. That's why it's it's that's why it's short. It's technically like an EP. Yeah, because it. But we're, now we're finally working on like a full on album, which will be really exciting because um, we have a lot of time now. And do you have a favorite song on the album? Ooh, actually, what is my favorite song now? It's always changing. It was might might not, but I think it might be Sedona now. Maybe uh, out of my element. That one just gets me. Makes me feel nostalgic. So moving a little bit forward, uh, you just got done touring with Half Alive, and I heard you'll yep. be headlining your own show in 2020. Oh yeah. So what was the touring experience like for you so far, and what are you expecting for your own tour? So we're gonna we're gonna be headlining. We're doing one more opening tour uh, in the spring of next year, and then we're gonna headline next fall. Uh, honestly, we're really stuck to headline because it's been it's been. I mean, we headlined last, but uh, by the next time we headline, it'll, no, it'll have been two years since we had headlined. Oh my god. Yeah, we're really stoked, and we're gonna be touring on like a brand new album that we'll probably be putting out next summer. So it's gonna be a wild tour. And yeah, that'll be fun. Opening is is great. Um, yeah, you gotta you gotta try it once in your life, you know. <laughs> Go ahead, get out there, open for a band. because yeah. <laughs> you get like, especially for us, we're not like a signed band. We're we've been yeah pretty skeptical of the label world, and yeah. uh, we've found that honestly, <laughs> like a great strategy for us has been get as many good opening tours as possible. Yeah, so that we can. Play in front of a bunch of people who you otherwise wouldn't have access to because, like, we're not being, like, marketed, you know, with, like, millions of dollars behind us. But we can, like, we've been lucky enough to open for bands like Hippocampus or Young and Giant who have these fan bases that we can play in front of. Yeah, so then we steal all these fans. <laughs> and then by the time we're headlining at the end of next year, we're just going to be a headliner forever. Yeah. <laughs> We just had to put in a couple of years of opening. That's very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So what? That's very exciting. What can the audience expect from one of your shows? I don't know, man. They can expect to be a part of the band by the end of the night. They can expect a a, a party. They can expect also to be a little bit sad sometimes. Yeah. Because we have some sad songs. Look, we're gonna together feel the whole range of human emotion over the course of an hour, fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's what it'll be like. Yeah, it seems like you, from going to your opening show with Half Alive, that you really involve the audience in your show and you tell stories and get the crowd dancing mm -hmm. with you and it really feels like you you care about the audience and like we're a part of what you guys are doing, which I thought was really awesome. And it's interesting yeah, how fun. you do it all live. Like, there, do you guys, you don't use a backing track, correct? No, I. This is Kevin. I have like a drum sampler next to me, like a, a drum pad, and I can trigger little things. Like there's four of us, and sometimes we don't have enough hands to play everything, even with Stanley the Hammer. So sometimes I can like press a button, and you'll hear like a pad or something, like some like a piano, piano, whatever it is. But, but it's mostly live, yeah. Yeah, it's mostly 90, live. Ninety, ninety-five percent live. And like because it's on that pad, like. You know, there's even the chance that I f***ed up and, like, missed that. There's still a lot of stakes. Um, so, yeah, it is. You're hearing a live show. What led you guys to make that choice? 
To be a live band? Yeah, because I know a lot of bands now like to use, like, they'll specifically use artists' use backing tracks and things like that. So yeah. I feel like we had no other choice. I mean, we didn't really have a choice. I mean, we could have... Honestly, for me, I, and I think speaking for all of us, I, yeah. we never really wanted to play the track because it's... Bo- uh, frankly, I think it's boring when a band yeah, relies yeah. too much on them. Because I go to a show to, like, see people play music. Yeah. It's more exciting for us to play. Yeah. We like playing our instruments. It's like the whole <laughs> yeah, thing. The whole point. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fun for us. And also, yeah, Charlie's right. Like you go to a show, it's kind of fun when you're watching the show and you're like, that guy could f- up. Like there's there's just more energy in the room if it's like, damn, he's playing that live, you know. And and not to say you can't like augment that with some backing tracks, but. You want the core of it to be to feel live and to feel like there's mm. your it's happening right there. So, what's your favorite part of performing? My favorite part is walking out. <laughs> that's a good and like really good answer. All the energy is potential. Walking out, I got to tell you, that's really fun. That's a fun moment. Yeah, it is all potential energy, and you don't know where it's gonna go. It can go anywhere. That's really good. I saw online that you encourage your fans to call you and there's a number to call. Is that legit? Could I call yeah, yeah. that number and like potentially have one of you pick up the phone? 657-444-7579. You could give us a call or text us. Is that just like your landline, your home number? Yeah. Or? Yeah. It's yeah, our home landline. There's, uh, yep, it's right inside the door here. That's awesome. Do you get a lot of people who call you? Yeah. yeah. Actually, I think the ringer is off right now because I was watching TV the other night and it, and I turned it off, but then I forgot to turn it back up. So I'm going to do that after this call. That's really cool. That's such an interesting thing for a band to do. I love that. Yeah. And we're, 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 we're some interesting guys. <laughs> here, sure, sure. So do you guys all live in the house together that you record in? Actually, as of, yeah. like, two, as, yeah. as of two weeks ago, we're all living together for the first time. First time ever. Before that, it had always been three, like some combination of three of us. Yeah. Uh, but now we are all in one four-bedroom house Holy in shit. L.A. It's so great. Crazy. Yeah, it's great. Uh, What's that like? Does that breed a lot of collaboration? You push out music more yeah. with all of you together? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, it's just so nice to like cook sometimes together and make coffee and stuff. Yep. I know you said you're working on some new music. What does the future look like for the band? Well, yeah, we're doing the we're opening for Coin in the spring, and then we're headlining, and then we're gonna release an album, uh, probably late summer, and then we're gonna tour on the albums, and we'll be releasing singles probably starting probably one in January or February, <laughs> and then a couple more before the album, and then and then, then uh, who knows, man? Then we'll be on Mars probably at that point. Almost certainly, yeah. Sky's the limit. Mars is not the limit. And then one final look back before I uh, wrap up the interview. Do you guys have, from all the way back to when you guys started, a favorite moment or a memory that you cherish from being a band? I have a weird one that I think about sometimes. When we recorded Saudad, I remember we didn't really know what the f- we were doing. We were just excited to record it. And we didn't do it, like, quote-unquote properly. I just remember, like, you came into the garage and then we just, like, I think set up a microphone, maybe two, probably two, over the drum set. And then we just recorded drums oh, yeah. like that. And it was really fun. I thought that was, like, the most fun thing ever. That was really fun. I don't know why I, that felt magical. My favorite moment is, man, what is my favorite moment? Yeah. <laughs> There's so many moments. One of my favorite moments is 
whenever we leave on tour, the first like time we're all in the van and like leaving the house, I yeah. love I love that feeling. Just like leaving LA and then not not gonna be back for like a month and a half. <laughs> starting a, a voyage, yeah. I like I like starting voyages. I like voyaging in general. <laughs> I like finishing voyages, and I also like not voyaging because not voyaging is essential to voyaging. Yeah. To end the interview. <laughs> Is there anything that you guys would like to add or speak on that you think I might have missed or that you just want to say? Yeah, I've been on Voyage. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen told us that. Yep. Get out there and Voyage. Voyage never ends. Sure, sure. Thank you guys for taking the time to chat with me. It was great to learn more about you and a little bit of your background. Those interested in catching a Sure Sure show in the East Lansing area can catch them at St. Andrew's Hall in Detroit on March 26th, 2020. Sick. Great. Thank you.